everybody. Hey, I'm Mike Rollo. I'm Jenny Halenka. And this is End the Nominees Were, a podcast uh, where we watch every single movie uh, ever nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. Yep, we are we're still in 2017. Yep. But uh, we got a little so, bit of bonus content. Yeah, <laughs> breaking, breaking news, everybody. Uh, uh, Jordan Peele made another movie. Uh, we're we're covering Get Out. We're talking Get Out today. Yes, and it just so happens that uh, it's been two years since this movie came out, and he found time to make another movie, and it came out today. We are recording this uh, on Thursday. This is going to get released tomorrow on Friday. This yep. is this is hot stuff. We just came back from seeing Us. We did. Yeah. Uh, I really love this movie. Did you? I really oh, did. Good. I, I I enjoyed it more than Get Out, which I also really enjoyed. You know, it's funny. I just finished because uh, my my mom asked me. She was like, "What did you think of this movie and stuff?" And like, she, as far as I know, has never seen Get Out. Yeah. Um, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's good. I liked it a lot. It's not as good as Get Out." That's <laughs> <laughs> like, literally like the first thing that came out of my mouth. Okay. Yep. I feel like this is. It's more my jam this is my kind of a movie because there's so much stuff happening there's a lot happening yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah oh you know we have to because well we should say we're recording this right now for this hot content yeah but um gotta give you guys the hot cont yes exactly i didn't want to say it say it i didn't want to steal your bit (laughs) um but uh, but the rest of this episode, uh, our discussion of Get Out, we recorded yeah. earlier in the week. Yeah. So um, so you'll hear us, you know, being like, oh, maybe what about us? And then, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, this is uh, this is a time traveling episode. Exactly. This is, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I, gotta, I, it's weird. I feel like I now want to talk about us comparing it to Get Out, but uh, this will air before the segment where we actually get into our uh uh criticism of get out and so that's weird to do well what if we travel in time right now to the end of the episode oh yeah okay uh yeah so i don't know what that was i think were you were you trying to do a a tape rewinding Kind of. Or it sounded just like a police siren. It did, didn't it? I was thinking that as I was doing it, I'm like, nope. I don't know if I was trying to make the sound of time, but that's not what happened. I made made a siren noise. Yeah. Uh, So here's the deal. What we're going to do is we're going to play you uh, the episode uh, Get Out. Because we recorded it, because that's why you clicked. It says Get Out. I'm assuming that's why you wanted to listen to this podcast. Uh, we're gonna, you're gonna listen to that now, and then we're gonna come back when that's all done, and we're gonna, we're gonna get into us. So if you haven't seen us, uh, go see it. Uh, I highly recommend it. That's pretty uh, good. You should yeah. go see it. Yeah. Uh, and then if you have seen it, or if you genuinely don't care about spoilers at all, then uh, by all means come hang out with us at the end of the episode. All right. Uh, take it away, me. Oh, thanks, me. Uh, well, you know, I do feel like this is uh, an extremely well-made movie in a genre that just isn't my thing. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. 
I like horror movies, but I've come to them, I came to them very late in life. Yeah. You know, uh, as a child, I was just, I don't think I ever seen a scary movie, but I heard that, oh, there's movies that just scare you. And I was like, that sounds scary. I don't want to do that. (laughs) Right. And so it took me until I was like, in my like mid teens mm-hmm. before I started venturing into those kinds of movies and I didn't really get into horror movies until like my 20s okay my post college years where I was just trying to watch every kind of movie ever mm-hmm. made and that's when I saw like the thing mm-hmm. uh, which I really loved and I started diving into like slasher movies and I think they're all awful <laughs> really they're they're mostly pretty bad movies except yeah. for like halloween mm-hmm. it's about it right um and i uh, i feel a little bit like this movie is is very influenced fr- by a lot of the kinds of horror movies that i think are not very good okay yeah i i think one of the things about this movie is how much of it is like the meta narrative of you know watching it Knowing that it's a horror movie and just being like, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, um, well, okay, let's do the, the capsule description. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Get Out is about, uh, this young man, uh, named Chris, who is, uh, going off with his girlfriend for a weekend to meet the parents and, uh, Chris is black mm-hmm. and the family is white and he thinks it's going to be a problem and then it feels like it's not going to be a problem, and then it's a problem. And then it's clearly a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and... Well, it starts out, you know, um, yeah, that's uh, Chris's uh, meeting Rose and her family, and they're all, um, uh, shall we say, uh, performatively woke Yes, um, I feel like this is a very good uh, term for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then uh, and then you find out that it was uh, very performative wokeness because yeah. <laughs> they are definitely not right. Uh, yeah, uh, turns out uh, all these uh, rich white people figured out some uh, process to uh, transfer their brains into younger bodies, and they really like picking black people. Uh, Yeah, for reasons that are not totally clear. Yeah. Well, I I think that's one of the... That's one of the the themes that that Jordan Peele likes to point out in the movie. uh, That, you know, it's it's about how, uh, you know, the, like, really overt racism... Uh, like the hostile racism of the you know the earlier parts of uh, American history have sort had sort of uh, for a while given way to this sort of uh, liberal liberal performative wokeness that is really its own form of racism in a way. Right. It's- but basically, so they have this this get together, which mm-hmm. seems at first like it's a weird family reunion thing. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out that they're also they're just auctioning off. Yeah, uh, black people mm-hmm. to uh, to these weird uh, rich white people mm-hmm. uh, so that they can I don't know get their bodies to put their brains in. Yes, and um, and and like there are people like everybody seems to be looking for I uh, you know I think uh, that 
Chris even asks, like, why it's them, and mm-hmm. they doesn't get a straight answer, but it's like, but everybody, oh, yeah, everybody seems to be looking for something else. Like, I think mm-hmm. uh, Stephen Root's character says something about it. Yeah, yeah. He, he's like, I, I couldn't give a shit that you're black, I just I just want to see again. Like, he's, uh, Chris is a, a, a photographer, <laughs> photographer. Yeah. and he's like, I want, to, I want your eyes. Yep, yeah. <laughs> And uh, and it's funny because the uh, the Stephen Root character, uh, I think Hudson is his name, if I remember okay. right, um, is a an art gallery owner mm-hmm. who went blind. Yeah. Uh, but he says like uh, at one point he you know when they're having a conversation uh, earlier in the movie before you know Chris knows what's happening mm-hmm. and everything is all gone wrong. Well, it was always going to go wrong, yeah. so that's the wrong way to put it. But um, but yeah, but uh, Hudson is like yeah you know I I tried to be an artist before I opened galleries, but I didn't, I didn't have the stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. He said. And so like, w- you know, when he just, he, wa- if he specifically wants this photographer's eyes and I couldn't help thinking, Hudson, you shit, it won't make you a photographer. Yeah. <laughs> you can't steal his talent. That's yeah. not how this works. It's well, still going to be I mean, your brain. I, I feel like that's one of the things is like the, these people seem to be under the impression that, uh, that, uh, Black people just have like, uh, like natural abilities far greater than any white person. Like they just uh, like innate abilities. They're they're just they're they're genetically superior, right? Uh, and so they just want to be them. Yep, it's it's um, and it's still horribly racist yeah. uh, especially because they are literally stealing these people's bodies uh but it's at the same time th- it's the worst backhanded compliment that you could possibly have <laughs> yes you're like yep we're gonna steal your bodies because they're better mm-hmm. but you don't get to live in them because you're not important mm-hmm. oh like, well the, they they are still in there because they, they live in the, they're in the sunken place yes they're hidden inside yeah. and they can only be uh let out by uh, camera flashes By flashing lights, for some apparently. reason. Yeah, um, and yeah. So so all this is happening, and uh, and meanwhile, um, there's also Rod. Yeah. Who is the best? And yeah, Lil Rel Howie Howley Lil Rel Howie. Yep. Yes. Uh, and Rod is the best. Uh, they like don't ever really have scenes together he's just yeah he's, he's like Chris's always just friend. on the phone yeah and is right and he is uh kind of like the film the most meta thing about yeah. the film he's the stereotypical black audience member in a horror movie uh he's the guy that you know that gives the the film uh its title the the person in the audience said get out of get out yep. of the house yep uh, but he's actually talking to the main character in the movie, right? And and yeah, and those are the moments when it uh, this movie becomes a comedy, which Jordan Peele insisted it wasn't a comedy, but like Lil Rel Harry's in your movie making jokes, right? And it's he, and at he's least really a little funny. bit a comedy, yeah. And yeah, and he's always he's trying to he's trying to give the good advice, yeah. And uh, you know, and Chris, like you would be in real life, is like, no, I think I'm just being paranoid. It's like things are weird up here, but I think I'm just being paranoid about yeah. this. And then, uh, and then it's up to Rod to try to, you know, to put together the pieces mm-hmm. on the other end, uh, back in the city, he, doing yeah. the investigating, mm-hmm. such as it is. This is like a B plot. Yeah. But uh, and great. while he's trying to find his missing friend, Chris is 
uh, tied up in the basement. Getting uh, they're getting ready to do this procedure, and then he uh, he breaks the hell out of there and just m- murders everybody. Yeah, uh, and it's and, deeply satisfying. Yes, and that's one of the things that is interesting about the movie too is that you know that's the that slasher thing that you were talking mm-hmm. about is that. It's uh, on the one hand, it's great in this movie because it's you know it's the main it's the protagonist who gets yeah. to do it. Is not just a, um, a terrible fa- faceless villain, but mm-hmm. even in those movies, that's satisfying, I guess, to people who like slasher movies. Yeah, is they want to watch the bad guy kill some teens or whatever. Yeah, which it, yeah, yeah, I've never been slasher into, movies are but, so weird. <laughs> yeah, but um, and so it's it's very cathartic. <laughs> for me this movie mm-hmm. when, uh, when uh, Chris is able to break free and, and just murder the, this horrible family yeah, uh, and set fire to their house great great times mm-hmm. he doesn't actually do that but you know it happens yeah, it it's, is yeah yep um, so okay so yeah so that's the basics of it mm-hmm. so we could get into more specific things but um, but that was what I was gonna say though yeah about the the meta narrative is how much of the movie um sort of yeah is about that tension of mm-hmm. uh of you know of Chris being like well this isn't good but i think i think maybe i'm just i think i'm overreacting yeah. and 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 you know you know that uh mm-hmm. no that things are not good and that mm-hmm. he should leave um, and Rod knows things are not good and he should leave. But you can see how in the moment it would be like, nah, the world is weird. Mm-hmm. This is uncomfortable. It'll, it, But it'll be over soon. It'll be fine. And no, that's not what's happening at all. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, the, the film is interestingly constructed, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very straightforward uh, narrative, but it really doesn't become a horror movie until like... There's half an hour left in this movie. Well, I th- I think in a traditional sense, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah the the whole movie has this sort of creepy vibe, but nothing like quote unquote bad has happened to any of the characters in the movie. Well, that's for true. A long it, portion, a right. part of the movie. Uh, although you know that's specifically why it opens instead with um. Uh, with Dre, yeah, rather than Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so you see, yeah, you you see the the threat immediately, you, or right. you you get a sense of of a threat immediately. Yeah, but we should. I I, I wanted to talk about him. Okay, because uh, motherfuckers act like they forgot about Dre. Wow, how long have you been sitting on that? Did you <laughs> write that? In, it's, it's, it's in it's your notes. In my notes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. I'm so sorry. Uh, well, that's been and the nominees were yeah. everybody. Uh, <laughs> I, oh, well, it seems we've been canceled. Yes, yeah, uh, okay. I yeah I just canceled my own <laughs> podcast. Thanks for coming, everybody. Uh, keep that in. Double it. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, but I want to talk about him. Um, okay. So uh, so Dre is um, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, right? Yes. Okay. And uh, you see him at the very beginning of the movie, and he's just walking around in this dark suburb, mm-hmm. uh, talking to somebody on the phone. Mm-hmm. Trying to mm-hmm. find some party that he's supposed to be going right. to, I think. That he left because it was weird. And oh, he yeah, for, yeah, And he went for a walk, and now he mm-hmm. can't find his way back to it, or something like that. Um, 
and yeah, and Carr just follows him, and 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 he's yeah, and then he is just attacked. Yeah, he's just <laughs> grabbed, shoved yep. into a car, yep. and then just the title get out by <laughs> shows up. Yeah, and but that happens right at the beginning. Yeah, and, you know, and so uh, so you know that there is a threat. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean, if you didn't already know, because you know what kind of movie you're watching. Yeah, well, I guess that's what I'm I'm getting at is for a large chunk of this movie, it sort of plays out in it like a lot of your enjoyment of the movie comes from knowing what kind of movie it was going right. into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and and so you know something is going to happen. Um, you know, first, uh, 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 like, dumb as it is, you know, first, uh, they're driving up there and they hit the deer. Yeah. You know, which, not that that's dumb, but, like, but it seems, uh, unrelated at first. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, no, this thing happened because we're in the woods and we're from the city and we didn't expect this, you know. But then it turns out to have all this thematic shit yeah. <laughs> all tied up in it. Because yeah. Because this movie's great. Mm-hmm. But There's also uh, an interesting thing, which I didn't notice until it's, like, very pointedly uh, referenced in the Wikipedia plot summary okay. of this movie, which is, you know, uh, they hit this deer, and then uh, the police come, right. and, and, uh, and you know, uh, Rose was driving the car, she's talking to the police officer, uh, what happened, and then... Uh, he asks to see Chris's ID, right. and then it becomes this whole our argument, uh, accusing him of, of being racist right. for asking for the other person's ID. Uh, and then it's it's pointed out in the plot that um, uh, she doesn't want him to be ID'd because she doesn't want anyone to know that he's going right. to be up there for the weekend. It literally never occurred to me. Yeah, it, it didn't occur to me until I, I actually uh, read the the IMDb trivia uh, okay. after the second time that we watched mm-hmm. it, and that was one of the things that was in it. And I was like, ah. Yeah, a little, little subtle subtle thing there in the yeah. plot. Mm-hmm. And it also, uh, aside from that, aside from that plot point, it works in her favor because it seems like she, you know, she's uh, she's standing up for him yeah. to... So this racist cop, you know, and uh, because, you know, even before, um, like, he knows that something is up with the family, but still thinks that she is on his side mm-hmm. right until almost the the very end, you know. Yeah. And uh, and she's great. And yeah. Like. Yeah. Uh, Allison Williams. Yep. Uh, yeah. She's really good in the movie. And, and it's kind of. Uh, it's kind of in retrospect, like, like maybe the the grossest part of this whole uh, this whole weird plot is you know she is uh, born into this family that uh, take it upon themselves to uh, kidnap and uh, hypnotize uh, black people, yep. uh, but like you know her brother just like shoves them into a car. Right. Yeah, she, he uh, uses, yeah. yeah, he uses MMA on them. Yeah, stuff. Uh, she enjoys. Uh, playing the part yep. of of this uh, this this woke girl who yep. uh, who keeps dating a string of black men and then just getting them straight up murdered. Right. Yeah. And, exactly. And that's that's 
it's like it's kind of way worse than most of the other people. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> like and like uh, like Bradley Whitford, this movie, I can presume that like he really believes in the science of yeah, it. Yeah, uh, yeah, a neuroscientist. Yeah, and like, like he like and thinks that he has found immortality. Basically, yeah, but I think she just likes uh, fucking black dudes. <laughs> yeah, and. and Women. That's true. That's yeah. true. She's an equal opportunity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> At least one woman. Yeah. Poor, poor Georgina. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, justice for Georgina, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, that girl was done wrong. Yes, that one, <laughs> that one girl in this movie was done wrong. Everybody else, well, every- I think, was treated pretty fairly. <laughs> Well, no, it's just, I mean, obviously, yeah, they all are. It's, it's terrible for everybody. Um, but, you know, uh, there's, well, I, I I wanted to come back to but that's okay. Uh, there's the scene where, um, you know, as you eventually find out that, like, because uh, Georgina and Walter are both uh, the, the servants, mm-hmm. basically. You know, uh, Georgina is the maid and Walter is the housekeeper. Or the groundskeeper. Yeah. And, um, you know, and Bradley Whitford is like, yeah, we know how it looks having, you know, uh, just two black servants on this big white people. Uh, I almost said mm-hmm. plantation. <laughs> um, but it, it has that feel a yeah. little bit. And um, he's like, yeah, but, you know, we we took them on to take care of our parents and then uh, couldn't let them go, yeah. basically. Because, and, of course, it's because... Literally, they yeah. yeah, their their brains they're, aren't. Yeah, so, they're yeah. his parents. Yeah, but um, but yeah, but so and and both of them just just behave so weirdly, and it's one of the things that makes it creepy mm-hmm. uh, early on in the movie for Chris is that uh, the both of them are the only two black people that he sees around, and they both act l- like crazy, uh, mm-hmm. uh, weird puppets. Yeah, and they um, act like. Uh, old white people they, when you right. talk to them when you yeah in retrospect yeah it makes perfect sense yeah um but uh, there is the part where um where uh chris is talking to georgina after mm-hmm. um i think it's after like she's been unplugging his cell phone basically yeah. so that uh his phone will die and he can't uh, mm-hmm. call for help um but but yeah but she but uh they talk to each other up in the room and in, in the super close up uh weird creepy um and uh and i don't know but like where she doesn't understand when he says he's not going to snitch on her and she doesn't understand what that means because she's an old white lady mm-hmm. um but uh but yeah but they're having a the conversation and and she just like starts crying but she's smiling the whole time mm-hmm. and uh and yeah and i i think it's because uh, because you know this uh, old white lady is is piloting this body uh like a big mecca but but georgina the real person whoever she is that's cause that's probably not even her name yeah uh is in there in the in the sunken place and she is real upset and that body is crying that oh body. yeah yeah and uh and it's creepy that shit's creepy very creepy yep mm-hmm. yeah it's an arresting image yep mm-hmm. yeah the both of them too they both uh their facial expressions are wild. Mm-hmm. They're always very like forced, and uh, all of them because then uh, uh, because Dre too when he he shows mm-hmm. back up in the middle of the movie at the the crazy uh, party 
Yeah. Um, as uh, presumably this, this this lady's sex slave. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> Rod was right. It's sex <laughs> slaves. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, they they all have the same mannerisms of like even more than just there being the wrong people inside those bodies. They like almost act like like it's not quite perfected, you mm-hmm. know, like 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 they I don't know. Yeah. How like do there's you like, a disconnect? Yeah. Like do do you think that the that those uh old white people in those bodies uh is it is it just like moving your own body or is there do you think there's like a learning curve? I you know, yeah. like, do you have to think really hard about uh about raising your your right arm or something? This is what I wonder about yeah. and I feel like maybe they do because mm-hmm. you know when you think about it we don't know um I think uh his fake name in the middle of the movie is Logan or something like that. Uh yeah, no, when yeah. they meet at the party. But um but like he walks like a you know like a big puppet man. Well, not, he does walk like a big puppet man, but he also kind of when you look at it walks like a like a seventy year old dude would. Mm, he's like, yeah, he's like he a like little shuffle, hunched yeah, over he's a little bit, over and yeah, shuffling around and stuff, mm-hmm. and like like he doesn't know what to do with his body. Yeah, and and like I feel like that means you know they didn't quite get there with this science. It's true. So, <laughs> Maybe don't pat yourself on the back yet, Briley Whitford, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> Maybe you're not such a great neuroscientist after all. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's weird that... I mean, it's uh, it's a weird idea to begin with, but it's also, like, a, it's weird how it works in this movie. Like, these people have to be, like, hypnotized so that their, their personality is just, like, shunted into, like, a tiny spot right. at the back of their brain. Uh... Because they, just, they can't, uh, I think the explanation is because they can't cut out that part of the brain yeah. or something and, like, not lose motor function. Yeah, but it's yeah. weird, like, then it certainly seems like uh, he just cuts open Steven's Root's head and just takes out most of his brain to plop <laughs> in the other body. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it certainly seems like if, if this were how you would do that then everybody would all all we would all we, all people would just be uh, swapping out brains all the time it's clearly an imperfect science <laughs> i want to see the prequel about uh, bradley whitford's dad uh just like uh telling people at like whatever college he was researching at oh i think i can plop other people's brains into other people's bodies and then just going this, no this does not work please stop doing this I also like the idea that it didn't work until um, until like Bradley Whitford, you know, and Catherine Keener got married, and they got they got a psychiatrist on the team. Yeah, you need that. They really need that. You hypnotism. need that hypnotism. Yep, that was that was their mistake, presumably mm-hmm. in the past. They they never they never got that hypnotism. Yeah. Yep. Uh, another thing I love about that, um, you know, there's uh, when. Chris is locked up in this uh, '70s den in the yes. basement. I love with a with a big den. deer on the wall. Yep, and uh, he's watching this training video on like an old TV, uh, clearly made uh, sometime in the in the uh, mid '80s or something. Yep, and oh, they they uh, you know they've got uh, Bradley Whitford's dad, whatever his name is supposed to be, played by. Uh, the guy that George Costanza worked with at the at the Mets. Or no, oh, at, the, at the at the Yankees. Yankees. Uh, 
Um, oh, I, for, I forget his name at in in Seinfeld. Not uh, not uh, Steinbrenner. Yeah, I was going to say the, you the never other guy. See Steinbrenner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's played by that guy, and I recognized him immediately. Uh, but I remember at the very end of the video, like instead of saying like I don't know, welcome or enjoy being not yourself anymore, <laughs> says behold the coagula. <laughs> Yeah, and then so it just shows, and then it's yep. just a big Chiron that says, "Behold the coagula," right. and and it's never explained or referenced yeah. ever again. Right? And what the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's the most Dharma initiative part. Oh of the yes. Whole thing. Well, so yep. of course it's my favorite right. thing about yep. the movie. Yep. And. You know, that, that's all it seems like. It seems like it, that's just the station that we never got to, you know, the yeah. coagula. So. <laughs> I, I'm hoping that all of uh, Jordan Peele's uh, disconnected horror movies that he makes are just all going to be in this, like, shared universe and you just <laughs> learn more about the coagula or whatever it is. Oh, man. We're, yep, we're going to have to come back to that after yeah. yep, we're, after we're going to see us, which, you know, if we see it, you'll hear about that before this. <laughs> yeah. but, but now uh, we can retroactively, maybe we can cut out in us being very excited if yes. we learn more about the coagula. Hey guys, hey Mike and Jenny, uh, it's me, Mike from the future, and Jenny uh, from the future. Yes, uh, you. Uh, they don't mention the coagula at all. They don't. Rude. It's, it's garbage. Yeah. Uh, Zero stars. Yeah. <laughs> no coagula. Yeah. No stars. Uh, we'll learn more about that uh, at the end of the episode. Uh, okay. See you then. Bye. Uh, thanks. Thanks me. Thanks me from the future. Okay. But yeah, so I tried to look up, like, I was like, coagula has to be a thing, right? It has to mean something. And I looked well, it up and it was just like, to coagulate. And I was like, cool. Yeah, well, All right. well, like, uh, like blood coagulates, right? right? Like, like mix it. It's, it's kind of, I feel like it's like one plasma substance mixing with another. Pla- it's, you know, okay. it's, it's like plasmaing. <laughs> uh, and so I guess a coagula noun would be a coagulated substance i guess yeah i guess is it the brains i guess i guess so (laughs) it's i guess it's it's the one brain mixing with the other brain to form a new person yeah i guess uh but this makes as much sense as anything we're gonna come up with honestly i I want it to be like uh i want it to be the dharma initiative that's what i want you want everything to be the dharma do it was the best thing ever um, yeah, I love the 70s den. Yeah. And it has uh, the big deer head in it, which, mm-hmm. you know, going back to deer. Yeah, the yeah. the symbolism of deer. Yep. And its meaning of insert meaning here. <laughs> uh, once well, you're smart, once I'm smart, uh, I'll figure it out. Well, I think there's a couple of things. Okay. One is, yeah. um, you know, there's, uh, there's the deer that they hit at the beginning of the movie. Then he gets out of the car to, like, go bond with it mm-hmm. kind of and uh and you find out that like part of this is because of uh his uh tragic backstory uh is okay. that you know is uh his mom and this is the the way that Catherine Keener hypnotizes him yeah. too uh, is uh when he was a kid his mom died uh she was hit by a car and died on the side of a road mm-hmm. and so like 
So he, so basically he has this like moment of empathy with this deer. Um, but, but yeah, but she is able to basically hypnotize him by making him feel guilty about not doing anything, you know, not like calling the cops or whatever. And he thinks he could have saved his mom. So yeah. Um, but he was a child and he sat and he watched TV. And mm-hmm. so then they put him in this den where he is forced to sit and watch this TV. Yeah, that's and, true. Yeah. Hadn't um, thought of that. Yeah. Uh, but, but the trauma, it, 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 having this specific trauma does help a little bit because, you know, when he's in the, uh, in the session mm-hmm. with, um, with Catherine Keener, I can't yeah, remember her I character's name. It's like Missy. It might be Missy. Uh, yeah, uh, it's Missy. Missy yeah. Armitage. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so, so they're talking about, you know, this happening in his past because theoretically he's in in for this hypnosis to quit smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, oh. to be fair, he does quit smoking. He does quit smoking. So, you know. Uh, but also... She's not off. <laughs> she but, is going to completely uh, remove his personality, but she also is like, well, might as well give him a day where he doesn't feel like smoking. <laughs> but also, uh, she only does that to protect their investment. That's true. Yep. It's weird that, that they would. It's not going to be worth as much. It's weird that they would even uh, that all those uh, old white people would even pay so much money for. Oh, he's been smoking for I don't know what, like three years, however <laughs> yeah. old he is. Uh, <laughs> he's not three years old. I know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, this movie took a weird turn. Yeah. So yeah, so while they're talking about this, he's you know uh, subconsciously he's scratching clawing at the mm-hmm. chair and then uh he winds up doing the same thing to the chair in the den and that's yeah, where, yeah. cotton yep. and then he gets the cotton yep he gets and, the cotton out and, and he he is a, as a, a black man saved uh from this crazy white family by literally picking cotton yep yeah that it is a point <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> this movie it's, is very good but it's not subtle no. it's not a subtle <laughs> no, movie that's true. really um but yeah, so yeah, so he was so he's able to make his own, you know, his little earplugs, and that's why he's able to not get hypnotized mm-hmm. by the Dharma Initiative video, yeah. which is nice, good for him. Mm-hmm. Way to save yourself! I yeah. was so proud of him. Yeah, very good. But yeah, oh, the other thing I was going to say about mm-hmm. deer, though, yeah, is that there's also I think it ties in with like uh, there's there's a hunting theme. Like, uh, they're, they're a family of hunters, basically. Like, uh, Dean, uh, Bradley Whitford, you know, it, it makes the comment about how, uh, yeah, he wants to wipe out all the deer, they're a nuisance, blah, 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 which is, you know, he, he like, just talks weirdly, like, t- uh, slightly too much about it, you know, mm-hmm. when they're telling them about hitting the deer and stuff. So, it comes in there, and then there's the deer in the den, and then, um, uh, it's Jeremy's just hunting uh, mm-hmm. uh, Dre on the street, and uh, and then Rose, creep that she is, uh, has uh, the whole the photo box full of her conquests that she takes the time to in between like they put Chris in the basement uh, and to watch the Dharma Initiative video she. Puts all of her photos back on the wall yep. behind her, her trophy wall, literally her trophy yeah. wall. Yeah, and then and then she like she 
she's gonna just masturbate to pictures of of NFL prospects. Uh, Probably, yeah, that, yeah, she, yeah. You see her in that scene. She's got her laptop open. She just googles like NCAA right. uh, prospects, and she's just got her her bowl of dry Fruit Loops. Yep. And and a glass of milk, and she just eats one Fruit Loop at a time. Yep. And it's and it's so creepy. Yeah, she's such a creep. It's it's so creepy in in the way that like uh, uh, flying a kite at night on The Simpsons. It's just it's just so unwholesome. It's all so unwholesome. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, what's funny was I assumed that she was just looking for the next guy already. She was like, "Yep, let's go." What's next? Yeah, but, I, I think I no, think she you was. Think, you uh, think it was a sex thing? I think it was absolutely a sex thing. Mm, yeah, yeah, she is a creep. Yeah, yeah, she because uh, you know doing that uh, that procedure, she doesn't get that deed that night. <laughs> it's true. She That's can't sad. go in the, go a night without sad. the deed. Poor Rose. <laughs> what a shame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and yeah, and she has that real creepy scene too. Then uh, where. Um, Rod calls Chris's phone to mm-hmm. because you know he hasn't heard from him and stuff and uh and he's trying to like get information out of her and she's talking like in her like normal uh woke bay voice mm-hmm. uh but but has no reactions on her yeah, face yeah just her face is completely it's totally blank. blank yeah yep and it's uh, wild she's a goddamn psychopath yep yeah she is Oof. yikes. <laughs> What can I say but yikes? <laughs> yep. She's the scariest one out of all of them. She really honestly. is, yeah. And this is a movie with uh, Caleb Landry Jones in it. <laughs> she's the scariest one. King of the scumbums, Caleb Landry Jones. <laughs> yep. King rat. <laughs> Jeremy just seems like such a hot mess, oh, too. Oh, my goodness. Like, how does he even function? Mm-hmm. Like... What it seems like all he wants to do is get drunk and fight. Yeah, all the time. I do think it's interesting. I feel like uh, all of the different members of the family uh, they sort of represent a different facet of the sort of fetishization of black people and black culture. I think that's right. uh, Where uh, Rose is is really the, you know, uh, she sexualizes, Mm -hmm. over-sexualizes them, Mm -hmm. and and, uh, and, um, Jeremy just uh, just admires their their physical strength. Right. Um, And presumably the parents do other things. I I couldn't finish this thought. No, I think that holds up. I think maybe uh, Missy is into the, the trauma you know what I mean? Like as weird as that is, mm-hmm. she like um I think that she assumes uh that everybody has a trauma. Yeah, or that, or, that, or that they all come from like a broken right, home. Right, exactly. You know. Yeah. And uh and that's what she's into and I don't know and and I've, I I just assume that Bradley Whitford just really doesn't give a shit. He just wants that science. <laughs> he, he's like I've I have done it. Well, I do think he he is the the one who is the most uh the uh he he's the one that embodies that that uh white liberal like oh, you know, like I right. would have voted for Obama. Yeah. He loves to to he loves to be the white person that loves black people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He really enjoys that role, you right. know. Yep. Mhm. Bunch of creeps, yeah. all of them. Yeah, they're all. Yeah, uh, yeah. I gotta, I gotta say, 
It's a it's a weird thing, but I I I don't like them. I don't I don't like the Armitages. I I think they're bad people. Yeah, I think they might be. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. <laughs> oh, yeah, so. Mhm. Uh so I had a thought earlier. Um well, okay, you know how you were talking about how they don't run Chris's ID so that like, you know, they don't know where he is and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh but Rod is able to find out well cuz uh the reason, okay. So in the middle of the movie, when we're at when they're at the party, uh, Chris takes the picture of uh, Dre with his phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because he's going to send it to Rod because he's like, "I recognize this guy." Mm-hmm. And it turns Rod out calls him back immediately. Yeah, right. Yeah, which is yeah. As soon as he gets the picture, he's like, yep, that's Dre. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, but- which which is is kind of funny just because. Uh, Look, Keith Stanfield looks really different with and without right. a beard. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, when he when he's clean shaven, I like I legitimately like in in like promo shots of that. Which I I thought that might have been Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that, yeah. and I think part of it is the way that he is he is carrying his body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, but yeah, uh, so I don't know. So, but whatever. So. Oh well, just to explain that because we we gotta come back to it. But yeah, so he uh, he takes a picture of them with the Flash, mm-hmm. and the Flash like reconnects his brain, yeah. and they have to like rehypnotize him mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but uh, so then uh, Rod goes later on, and he's like you know investigating. He's trying to figure out what happened to this guy, and there's like news stories about how uh, you know local uh, jazz musician goes missing mm-hmm. in. Uh, you know, whatever the shit, the name of the town is. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm like, so why, why isn't, why isn't there a paper trail for any of these other people? <laughs> you know, like, I guess that they're just conscious of it now, but like, you know that Jeremy's a mess. You know, he doesn't care. Like, Rose <laughs> is very meticulous. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just want to know, like, why, why I mean, hasn't I've, anybody found any of these I feel people? Like Where it's, are these people? I feel like that is, a, like, a subtle indictment of just, you know, this the, the legal system just doesn't care about right. these uh, missing black people. Like, yeah, that's true. It doesn't I go think, out of yeah. their way to, to, they don't go out of their way to find them, you know. Yeah. But it also made me really wonder, like, what what is Rose's life? Like what? What is her job? Do mm-hmm. do does she have friends? Do they do they notice how many of these people she dates for like two months and then they disappear and yeah. are never heard from again? Like but, like, but also like, how does she keep attracting these people when like she clearly has no inner life at all? <laughs> like she's, she's just a shell it. of a human being. And she's like pretty good at faking it. Yeah, yeah. Like because she seems. Uh, trustworthy for the first, yeah. you know, uh, two thirds of mm-hmm. the movie, basically. Um, even like right up to uh, the end, where it's uh, you know where she's looking for the keys and stuff, mm-hmm. and she's like, she's really selling that uh, her family is weirding her out. Mm-hmm. Like, but uh, but yeah, no, she she's she doesn't give a shit. She oh, doesn't yeah. care. But and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, but it seems weird. It seems like like this is not a sustainable way to live your life. <laughs> well, it clearly isn't because uh, she uh, was murdered at right. the end of this movie. <laughs> True. True. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, oh, yeah, so, um, yeah, it's very... Oh, well, this is a thing that I wondered. So, like, so we know that, you know, this, this uh, camera flash can do this, that, you know, it can... Mm-hmm. Uh, 
reconnect people's brains or bring them out of the sunken place, basically. Yeah. Um, and uh, because then he, you know, he does it then at the end of the movie to Walter too, when uh, when he comes after them, and uh, and then Walter takes the the shotgun and shoots Rose, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he kills himself because, yeah. yep, because he he probably did some shit, <laughs> and. Yeah. and and can't can't deal with that and it's unfortunate mm-hmm. um but i just wondered like now that the the family is gone i'm like are are how many of these these uh these you know mecca people are out in the world that like that you know they're just i don't know they're just getting getting pictures taken of them and then all of a sudden uh they're who they originally were again what are they gonna do what yeah. are they gonna do about it yeah and like uh that's that would be a hard one to explain to uh any sort of uh law enforcement right uh like hey you should go investigate these people or i'm gonna go find them uh yeah i don't think that would work out yeah no. um i guess that this is an interesting uh this would be a good time to talk about the you know the original ending of this movie which is available on the dvd but i haven't actually watched it uh you know there's that whole <clears throat> scene on the road at the end of the movie after he yeah. gets out and he starts you know he starts choking Rose right and uh, and, then, and then and then like lets her go though. yeah I think even before the the cop car shows up right well yeah they, but yeah then there's that shot of like the flashing lights uh, yeah. and and in the original that's where it's you know it's the police it's the actual police and then he's just in jail. Uh, and uh, and uh, Rod goes to see him in in jail, and they apparently try to they, they like try to formulate a plan of how to you know do something about this. But it's it's uh, it's much more bleak. It's a very uh, it's probably the the realistic ending, right? But it's it's definitely much more bleak. Uh, and apparently, after test screenings, uh, I don't think people were like, "Hey, does that does you have to change this ending?" But he he was like. You got to give the people, you know, a little bit of hope at right. the end of this movie, mm-hmm. and so it's that uh, that ending where Rod comes to save them, and you just get, you know, just get him really just saying T S motherfucking A. <laughs> uh, but then the movie just kind of ends, and it's right. kind of it's it's a little weird. It's the, funny though. It's, it's it's very funny. It's a good line. Yeah. Um, and. You know, but then you also, then you go back to that song, and that song slaps. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I don't know if that's correct usage, yeah, but, but but it does, I guess. And I, I do like the song a lot, the with the, you know, the chanting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it was a good soundtrack, actually, yeah. overall. Yeah, apparently uh, the... the composer of this movie had never worked on a film before. They were just a, they were... Uh, uh, a classical composer uh, okay. just writing new works and uh, and that that apparently have a sort of like African tinge like that that like main theme really mm-hmm. does which that like that theme really is that's kind of the best music in the movie but that that's not a thing that really recurs throughout the movie right. the it's music like the is very good end. but yeah. yeah I remember we were talking about um, how uh yeah, I was like, yeah, you know, Rod shows up and I'm so excited to see him and everything's going to be okay. And you were like, yeah, um the cops still might come to talk to Chris about this though. And I was like, no, it's fine cuz the house burned down. Yeah. So now all you have is um is you know, Rose and uh and Walter and Georgina all on the road and you could you could come up with any kind of uh 
my -hmm. explanation for that. It's true. And, uh, you know, because she was so thorough and made sure that no one knew Chris was up there for the weekend, uh, you know, if the cops didn't see him on that road, he was never there, really. Exactly. Uh, so that might be good for him. Yep. I hope so. Run. Yeah. Yep. He deserves good things. That's true. Yep. Uh, I mean, I assume. He, seem, <laughs> yeah, he know, seems like he a seems good like person. He seems like a nice guy. But yeah, but... Uh, it, it is interesting that well you like learn about you know it's funny uh i think last week in the phantom thread episode i sort of i was praising how that movie uh it didn't like reduce the the reasons that the characters do things to like this like one main like nugget you know right uh, they're very complex characters and i said like even in good movies uh even good movies tend have a tendency to like reduce the like there's like one inciting incident in like the character's life and this kind of does that with chris's true, uh yeah. uh mother with dying mother, yeah. mm-hmm. uh but it's it's not re- i don't really think it's a flaw i just think it's a different it's definitely a, it's a very different way of going about right. creating character and chris he's not quite a cipher but like he really he you just sort of see him reacting to stuff right. a lot of the movie and it's it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting character mm-hmm. because yeah he's like not quite much of a character right but but in a, but like deliberately but, so yeah like he's deliberately a, like kind of an audience surrogate yeah. where you know you're just experiencing this strange this crazy envi- shit this strange environment this crazy shit through his eyes yeah those eyes that oh, Stephen Root eyes? wants. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Kalia's got uh, some some good eyes. I Does love some good that. eye work. Yeah, I mean we've only seen him in um, like this and Widows and that one episode of, of Black, of Mirror, Black Mirror, yeah. which apparently was one of the like main things that got him, you know, this part. Yep. Um, oh, and Black Panther. Oh yeah, he's in yep. Black Panther, of course. Yep. Uh, I kind of forget he's because he's like the like. The least eighth. interesting of of like all of them. Yeah, like, but I, well, I was gonna say he's like the like eighth or ninth uh, most important character right, exactly. in that movie. You know, yeah, because uh, everybody is great and he's great in it. But he, yeah, he is yeah. like the Black, least important. Black Panther is interesting them. because that that is a really sprawling cast, yeah. especially for a Marvel movie that isn't an Avengers movie. Right. Like, there's so many. Like Captain Marvel, it's Brie Larson and Sam Jackson, and I mean, you know, there's a bunch of other famous people to put on the, you know. On the poster, but it's really a story about uh, Brie Larson and Sam Jackson for most and of the Jude movie, Law. and Jude Law, yeah, and Annette Bening, kind of. Not really. See, not really. I mean, she's there for you know color, but yeah. like, but Black Panther. And, it's um, about all of those people. It's about. It's about. I can't remember any of their characters' names because I'm awful. Uh, um, I I remember all of their names, but I also have to sell the toys. So yeah, that's yeah. fair. But yeah, but like uh, Daniel Kaluuya's character is Wakabi. Mm-hmm. But it, but it feels like all of those people that are in, like, you know, like the 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 top of the poster, like actually have big substantive part in the movie. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I not to you know get totally off topic and talk. Oh yeah, about remember? Black Panther, yeah, we're gonna have to talk. We're gonna have to talk, gonna have to talk about Panther, but uh, but well, that won't be for a while. Yeah, but my favorite, unless it's like next year. My favorite thing about Black Panther is that even the minor characters have like like clearly defined things they want. Yeah. And that's that's I think the thing that that my favorite thing about it, the thing that makes it most interesting to mm. me. It's, They're all very specific and they all want something and you know what it is. Yeah. And it and I like I was going to be flippant about it is like uh it seems like just 
every movie should be able to do that, but right. but they don't. Like nope. even pretty good movies very often just let uh, other main character, the other supporting characters, just do whatever they want. Yep, they're yeah they're. Yeah, often supporting characters are just wallpaper yeah. for the main characters. Like they're uh, they're reasons that things happen, and like that's about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, but Black Panther of, rules. Yeah, yeah. I f- but I feel like we talked about. I feel like we hit all the stuff that I wanted to talk about. Really, in the movie, okay. um, you have like a whole page of. I notes. do, but I did say a lot of it. Okay. Um. Well, we were just talking about. Um, uh, do you think that, well, first of all, do you think that, like, uh, Dean and Missy are sending their kids out after, like, particular types of people and stuff like that? You know, do you think that, like, uh, it's like, okay, well, we just had an artist, you know, now, mm-hmm. now let's get, a, a, you know, an athlete, now let's get a musician, now let's get a doctor or something. Yeah, you I know? don't know about that. I, I, yeah, I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not sure. Uh, I... Yeah, it's where it's sometimes like I, I I don't get the impression that they're like tracking specific people. Okay. Like it doesn't seem that deliberate. No, no, I don't I don't mean that specifically, yeah. but like that they're looking for specific types Maybe. to I guess offer a variety to yeah. their gross friends. <laughs> you know? Like I don't know, but then it, it's weird that they would do that because they're then going to remove these people's personalities. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I don't have an answer to that. It's it's a flawed system yeah. uh, on their end. Right. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, I really gotta say, not in favor of this whole <laughs> enterprise that they've set up. No. It's really quite poor. <laughs> and they're just patting themselves on the back, mm. you know? They're just like, oh, we've really worked this yeah, out. Yeah, they think they got it all figured out. Yep, they no, don't. No. Nope. I tell you, I white I could come in there, I could fix their whole operation <laughs> in a week. <laughs> yeah, you see, you see the big picture. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking franchises. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, um, cut that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of a good bit. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's pretty clear that you I hope do so. not. Okay, all right. I hope so. Uh, yeah. What's oh back no forward slash s. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's her sarcasm tag. Yeah, but but yeah, um. I guess one of the I want to talk about the cast. Just to, well, of course, in yeah. General, Something we always try to to do. Just the they are good yeah and it's a very it's a very small uh core cast there's you know there's a lot of people in that big party scene but other than that it's really just like six, six people them, yeah, yeah about yeah mm-hmm. uh daniel kaluuya obviously we mentioned is mm-hmm. is wonderful in this role he's really you know he was nominated for best actor for this role and i do think i mean i think he was very good but i i did think that that was an interesting choice mm-hmm. uh in like the lead actor field because it is such an insular performance right. it's a, he spends most of the movie just kind of being like oh yeah uh like that you know but he's right. doing it well but he's doing it well yeah. and he's doing different things with his yeah. face and you can yeah. see he's a very good i mean but, yeah and i and but re- like if we're being real he got that nomination because of this the uh the the hypnotism scene, right? Yeah, yeah, which That's, is amazing. Yeah. he's phenomenal. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
Um, and Allison Williams uh, is <laughs> is just the, the perfect picture of just uh, waspy whiteness. Yep. She's and the just, worst white girl you could yeah, ever meet. Yeah, and they just they just use they like 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 they use her just face, just her natural face, uh, as like this this just symbol of of horror and yeah. terror, and yeah. it's and it's wonderful, and she's really good. She she's really great at just switching like on a dime, right. you know, mm-hmm. between these two uh, extremes of her personality. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Catherine Keener is really yeah, good. Yeah, we didn't talk about we Catherine talk, Keener at all. We didn't talk about her a lot. But but she's really good in it. Mm-hmm. She um she does a lot of the like like trying to be like the warm mom and like mm-hmm. being exasperated with the weird things her husband is saying and like trying to be the relaxed cool mom and at yeah. the same time just like just saying like terrifying things and like look like her like mm-hmm. her whole face goes different and like and mm-hmm. you know she's like scary. And, uh, I, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. It's, I don't know if I have anything specific to say about her performance because I yeah I do feel like you know she's always there, but uh, like I feel like oftentimes, well, like the the role that she's playing in this whole like charade mm-hmm. is the kind of the role of like quiet doting wife a little right. bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, you know Bradley Whitford is the gregarious uh, yeah. one in this relationship. Uh, telling stories and things, right. and she's just sitting there like, "Ugh, you." Yeah, right. Uh, un- uh, you know, until she has to be a creepy hypnotist lady, yeah. and then yep. and, and then, then and then she's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And she uh, she turns. That's the thing. She turns uh, steely. I think mm-hmm. is a good word for it. You know, and uh, and it's more subtle than than the absolute robot face that mm-hmm. uh, Allison Williams has, yeah. but. But but it it is a, a contrast, and you see it because because she 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 plays the good cop basically the whole yeah. rest of the time. Uh, but but I yeah I guess like you always feel like she knows she's in control of yeah. of, of every situation. Right. Like I don't know if there's a specific moment I'm thinking of, but I feel like in like in the hypnotism thing, she could just kind of go like she she would just say like no. Like that, and then, but but it would be like no, right? You know, it's like every, like every little thing she says just has the has force behind yeah, it. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we didn't talk at all. Actually, this is not cast related, uh, but we didn't talk at all about uh, uh, the creepy business in the middle of the night just before that scene mm-hmm. uh, where where he goes for a walk. He goes to go have a cigarette, and yeah. and. Walter's just running at him out yeah, of the woods. That, that is kind of the weirdest part of the movie to me. Yeah. The part that like maybe doesn't work. It it feels really weird that uh well obviously they do set up that uh that uh this that uh I think he was Roman Armitage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh he was like a champion runner. Right. Uh and back he in the day. To and Jesse he lost Owens. to Jesse Owens. Yeah. yeah. So like it it makes sense that he would like to, you know, keep up his his runner's physique in this new body. Right. But like just the specific way that he just like runs straight at Chris and then just like turns and, and veers up the yeah. side. And then just the next day is like, oh I sorry, I startled you with my running. Yeah. It just it's it's like like I can't tell if like they the family are trying to creep him out. I don't think that they are cuz I don't think well, that would really uh do anything to help them. I think um 
I I don't think that the family in general is, but I think that he might be. Okay. I think that if any of them is a hard racist, that's it's, true. It would it's be Roman. it would be Roman Armitage. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, I, I think it's a little bit intentional. Okay. Um, I, you know, I do think it's both. I think he also, he's just running all the time. Cause yeah. he's like, look, I can, I'm killing it now. I'm now I'm unstoppable. But, um, but yeah, but I do, I do think that he's just also, he's just messing with this guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yep. And, oh, and I just thought about that. And like, and, uh, that's the same scene. Like, you know. Uh, Chris just sees Georgina up in the window, just being weird, staring out at nothing, messing with her hair. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just realized it's wig. She, she's messing with her wig. She's putting it over her, her big brain scar. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yep, but yeah, I, I just realized like everybody else has like hats. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's yeah, got the wig. Have, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, they're thinking. Yeah. Little details. They're thinking with their weird new brains. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, but but this uh, but that scene is very striking because this because uh, it's more of a creepy movie than a scary movie. Uh, but but that is just viscerally terrifying. Yeah, and so uh, I don't like it. I don't approve of it. Yeah, I, I guess that's what I mean. That like uh, that that's like the one part is that, that stands out to me. Well, yeah, it, it like stands out to me as as a moment that was crafted for like the image, right? And that, and it feels like it's just like it's been justified in the plot yeah. rather than being strictly necessary. It felt like, oh, there should be a scary part here. Okay, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but you know, that's a minor. That's a minor thing, right? Um, we didn't really, I mean, we talked about Bradley Whitford, uh, a little, we, we just mentioned that he exists, but, uh, he's great. He, 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 like, wonderfully subverts his, if, like, if he has an image as an actor, he's, mm-hmm. he's subverting it, uh, very well here. Yeah, I think I remembered reading that he basically got cast in this part because of who he was on the West Wing. Mm-hmm. Like, he was just, just a likable, nice guy, yeah. you know, like... And so you and want like, you want to trust him? Yeah, and like he's been doing that in like you know small parts in things for years. I remember watching. I, I think I was like the only fan of his sitcom Trophy Wife, okay, uh, which aired for like one season, and it was like and it apparently uh, ABC was just doing nothing but greenlighting very good sitcoms with awful names and premises <laughs> that like just yeah, revamp like two episodes. In. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like the whole idea is. Uh, Oh, Bradley Whitford is uh, sort of freshly divorced and marries this uh, this woman who's like uh, twenty years younger than him, who's like his hot wife. But she's just like she just earnestly trying to uh, raise his family with him. And it was a nice little family sitcom, but it was called fucking Trophy Wife. Right. It was, it was gross. Yeah. Uh, but he but like it, he was you know this just charming uh, upper middle class guy uh, mm-hmm. just. Just you know, seems very nice, right. but also very white, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and he's using that so well in this movie. And now we know this is the other half of the double feature of Bradley Whitford, enemy of the American people. <laughs> so. And this is the the other side of uh, the double feature of Caleb Landry Jones uh, <laughs> representing I don't know all of America. I don't know I what guess, he's doing. I don't know. He's, well, I mean, he's, uh, he's the grossest human in this movie. And then yeah. in another movie, he's the only nice yeah, he's the, human. Right, exactly. 
which like good for him. Yeah. I don't remember if it actually made it into the cut on that episode, but uh, but I remember us talking about how it was the only thing we had seen him in where he was like a good person, yeah, and not a total creep. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. Stephen Root uh, has yeah. like two scenes in this movie, yeah, but, but he's you know he's yep, yeah, but he's great good creep. Yep. All right, so this movie was nominated for four Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. Best Picture, uh, mm-hmm. Best Leading Actor, Daniel Kaluuya, mm-hmm. Best Director, Jordan Peele, yep. and Best Screenplay, uh, Best Original Screenplay, Jordan Peele, which, which he, he won, won. which yep. uh, is good. I, you know, uh, this is a movie, like, I honestly, as good as this movie is, I feel like probably in a normal, like, five movie year the academy would have found some way to not nominate this movie for best picture <laughs> you know uh because it's a horror movie it's a weird right. you know a thing um and these this is the kind of movie that wins that uh, screenplay award and like nothing else yeah and it did um uh, but yeah this movie has some very uh some very good imagery the sunken place is a very specific it's it's interesting because it looks like it's a very simple effect you Uh know it's like you know they just hung uh daniel kaluuya from some wires and he was falling in slow motion right but like you can see like the dust motes yeah yeah i love the little dust motes and then but then it's just like they shot Catherine keener and just like they just uh moved it slowly backwards in after effects you know they just like shrunk it a little bit but it's but it's it's so simple but it's really effective yeah i agree where you're just uh suddenly you're just in your own mind just watching a movie of your life you yeah know? right yeah. and you can't do anything about it yeah it's yeah that's creepy yeah um so yeah any final thoughts on this movie um <laughs> final thoughts no this, this yeah. can't be my final thought i like i found one last note and it was so stupid what's what's your stupid note um get all the titles and stuff are all in teal, and it's unsettling. I genuinely did not even notice. <laughs> I didn't notice it the first time. I noticed it the second time. Yeah, the 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 the, the, the like the you know the main titles, and I think mm-hmm. the I think at the end too, but I'm not sure. Yeah, they're all in this shade of teal that like you don't see in movies, okay. and I I think I find it unsettling. I associate it strongly for whatever reason with, like, gift books that you buy in the store for, like, you know, like, a holiday that you don't know what... You know, like like Mother's Day or something, uh-huh. and you don't know what... And so you buy a little photo book. It's just teal. I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't like... <laughs> Whatever. I wish I could contribute this is, to this, this but is the I kind of analysis that I'm here for. I genuinely don't even know how to attack this. I don't. <laughs> I didn't notice this in the movie. I don't know what kind of books you're talking about <laughs> that are un- unsettling books. I don't. No. I don't even know. Uh, Teal is unsettling. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm very happy that you had this thought and that you shared it with me. <laughs> But I, I just don't know what else to say. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, my final thought. Okay. Uh, that was your final thought. You're not allowed yeah. to have anymore. Okay. Uh, no. Uh, I. It's weird. Like I remember, you know, when this movie came out, and we didn't see it for forever. That you know, th- this movie was so hyped. Right. 
uh, because it kind of came out of nowhere. No one was really, no one really knew what to expect. And then, and it was, it was great and people loved it. And I, you know, I don't know if it was a case of this movie being overhyped because I don't think I was ever disappointed in this movie, but like, you know, I, one of the reasons I didn't go see it for so long was I, you know, I was worried that I wouldn't like it and like, I would be the only person that didn't like it. And I, I like the movie, but I know I don't like it as much as everybody else does. Okay. Uh, and... You know, there there was such a wave. Like, I feel like so many people were like, uh, "Get Out for Best Picture." Get Out, Get Out should win. It's the best movie of the year. And I'm like, "It's good. I like it. It's a fun movie." <laughs> it's, right. It's not fun. I don't know. Uh, I wish I. Fun. I wish I had. I wish I had stronger feelings about it, one way or the other. Um, because I I do, I think it's an interesting movie. I think it's an important movie. Uh, I think, you know, ultimately it was a movie that was made for an audience that doesn't necessarily include me, which is great. There should be tons of movies for people who aren't me. Right. Uh, I don't need any more movies. I've got tons <laughs> of movies to watch. Uh, but it's so it's a little it's just a little bit hard for me to uh, to love this movie for whatever reason. I don't okay. know. See, I feel like I that's what I was afraid of before we watched it, but. Uh, I didn't have that experience. I yeah. think this movie is great. Yeah, I think it's really good. It's just, it's an incredibly solid movie, and I have nothing against it at all. But like, it's I'm not one of those people who uh, who's I'm not a I'm not a Get Out stan. Okay, you know. All right, fair enough. So we anything else? Um, no, I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you, everyone who uh, listened. Uh, I feel like it's possible we might have a couple, uh, some new uh, listeners this week because yeah. we had a, uh, a big spike in downloads recently. Uh, if this is your first episode or second episode, uh, thank you for sticking around. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Nominees Pod. You can uh, send us an email, uh, which if we ever get an email uh, and it's nice. Uh, maybe we'll read it on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can email us at uh, nominespod at gmail.com. We, uh, you go to, uh, directly to our podcast website. That's nominesworepodbean.com. Uh, we're on we- Spotify now, yeah. if that's uh, easier for you to listen to. It's kind of weird to promote a new way of listening to the podcast like, on your podcast. Right. Like, but still, it's, yeah, you know, you know. it's good for people to know. It's true. Um, we have an Instagram now. We do. Yeah, I haven't used it yet. Why? What are we gonna put on the Instagram? I I am not sure. Uh, I yeah, but I just thought that we should have one, so we have one now. It, it is uh, at Nominees Pod. You know how so like the other ones. You know how like a, a a lot of uh podcasts, especially like the comedy podcasts, they'll like take a group photo like right after the thing, like right outside the studio where uh-huh. they're all you know. Where I'm sure they have, they usually have some big, big wall that says like Earwolf or whatever, and they stand right next to it. Right. What if we just took a picture uh, after every recording session? But it's you know, it's just us in our pajamas in our hoarder house. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> really That's creating, uh, you know, a lifestyle that people want to aspire right. to. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was I was just told that people find things through Instagram, so I guess I don't know. I guess I'll announce episodes on there like I do on Twitter. Yeah. And I was I meant to put <clears throat> pictures up this week of the dresses from Phantom Thread, but I didn't uh, actually do it. Yeah. Uh yeah, we got to remember to do whatever weird uh, uh social media things we come yep. up with. We're just like yep. Eh, we could do that, I guess, and we don't do it. Right. Uh, if you have any suggestions on how we can better <laughs> use our social media accounts, you can uh, find us at uh, those things that I mentioned before. Yep. Uh, but otherwise, I hope you join us for next week. Next week uh, is going to be the Call Me By Your Name episode, finally. Yeah, which I, uh, I think I say in like four different episodes. Yeah. But this time, <clears throat> for real, though. Yeah, for, uh, for real, because we have to. And then uh, after that is The Shape of Water. Yep. That's it. That's the last movie for 2017. After that, we're going to have uh, a wrap-up episode where we talk about our final thoughts of, uh, about everything. And we're going to announce our next mini-series. Stick around for it. It's very going to be very exciting. Yep. We're going to lose all of our 14 <laughs> listeners. That all we of our hard-won listeners. Yeah. Uh, we're going to nope out yeah. for, Everyone's for at least be a month. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, well. Um... But yeah, that's it. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, anything else you want to add? No, I hate it when you throw it to me at the end because then I feel so much pressure and I always I'm say sorry. something. I'm sorry. I just I no, wanna, no, I, 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 I always say something. It's true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's not. Uh, So, uh, hey, uh, it's us again. It's us! It's us! No! Run! Ah! The podcast Uh, is now abandoned. Yes. Um. Oh! Hey, out there in radio land. Why? (laughs) You know, the, the first thing I thought as this movie ended, I was like, cool so this is something for you to just do at me for months whenever you're like you know what she could stand to be more terrified of nothing like just full out of no just out of nowhere she's gonna be like this is the water and this is the well and where like, is jessica no, hyde you like this <laughs> uh, this is what i have to live with yes. all the time um, and what's that? You just canceled the podcast? I did. The, the podcast is canceled. Everybody, thanks for joining us. <laughs> um, I'm going to go become a bug woman and, I don't know, and eat a raw rabbit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, um, <laughs> should we go back to the past? And remind- Oh, we did already say there were going to be hard spoilers, right? Yeah. Okay. But apparently yeah, also hope, for Twin Peaks The Return. I, hope I don't know. If you haven't seen that episode of Twin Peaks The Return yet, I mean, that's on you. Uh, I hope I made it abundantly clear there would be spoilers. You did. Well, you made it pretty clear. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did I make it abundantly clear? No. How, I, actually, how I don't do you know. Do, I, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I, I don't know where the line is, let's say. Uh... Tweet us. Tweet at the show. Tell me if I made it uh, abundantly clear. <laughs> yep. Hashtag abundantly clear. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. yeah. So, let's talk about us. Yeah. 
Uh, apparently, this is going to be a real silly one. I know. Well, this is what happens. We when we went to the movie at seven o'clock, mm-hmm. so it's we could now... come back. I originally thought that like they were going to have like that they were only going to do like ten p.m. screenings, and we would right. have to come we back at like midnight at, like, in the morning and just and do to, like yeah. a like a five minute thing of like ah, it's good, uh, or nah, it sucks. That would be weird. That would be a dumb thing to do. Uh, this movie yeah, sucks. It, Don't go see it. Yeah, uh, right. It, if if it had sucked, like we would have just uh, cut out all the parts. This concept. Yeah, yeah, we would have cut out all the parts where like, hey, we're gonna talk about us. Yeah, but yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. This this is yeah, like this is my kind of movie. It's got uh, it's got weird lore. Yeah, uh, it's got. That was the one thing I, I should say, you know, it's unfair earlier in this episode where we're like, no coagula, zero stars. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like I feel like this whole thing with the tethered is like a weird sister concept. Yeah. Like, even when, uh, like, they say, you know, that some, that uh, when um, Red says, I guess, that, um, you know, they figured out a way to, to clone the body, but there was only one soul mm-hmm. or something like that. I'm like... You know what? They should have just taken the brain out, right? And like, maybe they were gonna yeah, behold they, the coagula. Yeah, maybe this was the whole thing. I don't know. Oh man, do you think it is? Do you think it's connected? They might be connected. Oh. I feel like uh, this Jordan Knights Peele Templar bullshit. I feel like Jordan Peele has been teasing that like they're somehow related. Okay. I don't think he wanted to even go so far as to say like it's the same universe okay. or anything. But like there, there are parallels, or I don't know. Well, there's definitely parallels in this yeah, movie. That's true. Yeah, somebody even calls them puppets or like. Oh, okay, so like I I enjoyed Get Out a lot. Uh, I feel like uh, seeing this movie maybe helped me uh, uh, think about how like the reasons why I maybe was not hot on, as hot on it as anybody else as everybody else, and it's not that I don't like the movie or think it's bad but it's it's just that it's a very different style of movie it's a very like get out it's a very i hate to say i hesitate to say simple story but it kind of is you know it's like a basically one location thing it's it's really about just this one guy versus you know this, this small family and uh and there's you know weird stuff that gets thrown in there but it's it's basically it's it's a simple like tale of like not like gaslighting, but you know, I don't know. There's a little bit, yeah. No, I see what you mean. Yeah, uh, it's that's that sort of a story. And us, it it felt like a bunch of different movies all sort of mashed together. There was there was like the home invasion stuff, yeah, and there was the the uh, the doppelganger business, and I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't make sense. Well, no, it makes sense to me. I but I feel like that might be why I didn't like it as much. Okay. Um, because I, I literally I had and I liked it, but I had the thought when like you know finally like, uh, she starts like explaining the tethered and stuff. I was like, oh here we go. Here's Jordan Peele back on his bullshit. I'm like, here's the coagula. Let's go. But like, because it seemed for a certain point, like there had to be something. Mm-hmm. But but you know, it felt like for a while that like he just wasn't going to explain it. I I do think I might have uh, preferred that version of this movie where like she goes down into that weird space and you're just looking around and you never you don't get that whole monologue. Uh, uh, from uh, Red about what was going on. It, that was also interesting. I loved seeing the 
the like flashbacks of the oh you know, yeah what like was yeah I liked all that stuff yeah like, but I did for a little bit think like when she was just wandering the space and there were these like rabbits there uh, that like just you would never know why there were rabbits. You were just you would just be like, oh hey, the rabbits from before, and like never really understand why. Right. Uh, and I think I mean, that would have been fun yeah. as well. And I do think way. it was clear too that like you could see that space, you could see all those tunnels, and understand that all of these people came out of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I don't know. But I liked having the the weird. But it, that just made me more curious. Now I want to know more about like why somebody made this happen and ha- like f- to what end or what possibly could have been. Yeah, but you know? I, I and, love... like she she touches on it she, and then basically is like I don't fucking know. I was I was just there. Yeah, you know. But so. like I don't I I love that. I don't find it like frustrating at no, all. No, I don't find it frustrating. Yeah. It just made me curious. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, and I love coming out of a movie uh, wanting to know more. Right. You know, uh, instead of just being like. Yeah, that's about that's what I figured. Uh. Like the, but that's I guess where I'm saying the connection with the thing is is like the, mm-hmm. it's that's full Dharma initiative weird bullshit. Hell yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh we baby. Just, <laughs> we just have classrooms full inje- of rabbits. Inject it straight to my veins. <laughs> just uh, get, just fill up a needle full of lore and just uh, get high off some lore. <laughs> um. But also, I am not. I was more interested in the the weird paranoia. Um, is it all in my head? Kind of aspect of Get Out than I am in the direct survival horror of this. Well, yeah, it, I it, there was more of that than I was expecting initially, but I think it it works because there's still like the entire time you're seeing that it's not like one of those movies where just you. you some people that you either know or don't know, but you know that they're just normal people have come into some stranger's house to murder them. It, you still, the entire time this is happening, you're like, but why? What are these things? Right. And and so there's still this whole layer there. And so I feel like, you're yeah, you're getting like so many different types of, of things going on. It felt like a more... Uh, uh, it's it definitely felt like a more sprawling narrative. Like it felt like yeah. there were there was a lot more there was a lot more stuff happening in the movie. And you know, this is not to say that like simple movies are, are bad, but I, I feel like this is the kind of movie that I like can really sink my teeth into. Okay, you know, I I felt like it is just, everything I'm saying is negative, and I don't mean to be, but I think it's just the way that I react to things. I'm like, okay, but here's my other thought. Yeah. Um, no, uh, I do think it's a more sprawling narrative, but I'm not sure it has as much to say. I I thought I I mean I uh, I'm I'm a sucker for any movie involving uh, doppelgangers. Okay, or yeah, just fair. doubles mm-hmm. in in any sense. Uh, I I I just find the topic endlessly fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, you were going to write a doppelganger movie at one point, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, uh, I don't remember that much I've, about the details. I've had though. like. I mean, I've never been good on the details of things. At one point, like, in college, I wanted to make, like, a web series where a guy, like, uh, finds, like, a portal in his mirror and just, like, crawls through it and finds, like, himself and all his friends, but they're just, like, slightly different. Well, yeah, uh, I cut this out so nobody steals your ideas. Yeah, well, that's, it's that's okay. That's the internet now. It's okay because, like, that was... That was it. That was the entire... And Still, I thought, somebody might steal I it. thought they, they would just hang out. Like, it would just, <laughs> it would just be a hangout show. 
Like, that was it? I want that. See? I want that version of this movie. <laughs> Everybody crawls out of the sewer, and they can barely speak. But you know what? They all become friends. They all mm-hmm. become friends in the end. So. I thought it might happen with the two, with the boys. Uh, you know? I thought they might become friends. Mm-hmm. Like, they were just gonna play magic tricks in the closet together, and it was yeah. gonna be nice. <laughs> but, but no. Uh, it was all about murder. Mm-hmm. Um... But I, I feel like there's a lot of uh, thematic resonance in the idea of doppelgangers and of of having sh- a shadow of yourself. And, you know, I, I can't pretend like I uh, can unpack all that after having just seen it, you know, two hours ago. But I think there's a lot there that I find interesting. Um, yeah. I also think this is... Well, I didn't dislike the way that like Jordan Peele directed uh, Get Out but I thought it was fine I thought the movie looked all right it looked but it it didn't look like anything special to me but I felt like this had a real visual style to it okay that uh, I really noticed immediately mm-hmm. I feel like it like Get Out there's nothing wrong with it but it does it feels like the work of a first time director specifically mm-hmm. I feel like the the script is very smart uh, and it definitely, you can definitely tell that he's been a writer for a really long time. Right. But this does feel like a very first time director. But this feels like this could have been his like fifth movie. I, yeah. I feel like he's re- he really developed a visual sense in a very short amount of time. And I I, I thought there were a lot of striking images in That's this true. film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the like the corridor is like is wild it like like just the yeah. first of all the shot of lupita just going down that escalator mm-hmm. with the lights on the side and it's just like like the worst subway escalator mm-hmm. is like um it's like if the you know the lexington 53rd street was just orange <laughs> and like and you were just in there just forever mm-hmm. but um uh anyway so but yeah she gets on that escalator to go down to the the weird uh complex i guess the mm-hmm. the series of tunnels or whatever yeah um and just that hallway is wild because it's it weirdly feels like a mall yeah it, yeah i definitely got that yeah i, I uh, feel like it has to do with those uh the tiling the, right or i was gonna say those they're they're like these little cubes to sit the, on yeah. all, like all throughout mm-hmm. the the thing and that, that feels like a very 80s mall thing mm-hmm Hey, um, uh, let's talk about Lupita. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah, she's great in it. Oh, she's like I, she's an actress that I've seen in a you know bunch of things, but like I haven't seen any of her like big role. Right. Like I haven't seen Twelve Years a Slave, yeah. which she won the Oscar for. Mm-hmm. And, and like I, I, I feel like she's in a lot of you know these bigger movies like Star Wars and uh, uh, Black, Black Panther. Panther. Yeah. But she, her roles are smaller. You know, right. she's good. Uh, mm-hmm. But this was the first time I've seen her just like on screen the majority of the movie yeah and she just holds your attention yeah, she's uh, so good she's got a, an amazing face yeah you know? she does mm-hmm. and and she does and she does so much stuff in this too she yeah. does the weird voice things mm-hmm. she does stuff with her posture and the way yeah. that she holds herself there's the dancing and all mm-hmm. that oh it's so good yeah it's so good oh, she's, she's so great good. I, I really loved uh, Winston Duke as I love uh, him. husband. So good. I I the entire time we were watching, I look I looked him up afterwards. I was like, what else has this guy done? That's he's a in Black Panther. I had no idea. Yeah, he's the no best idea. part of Black Panther. 
had no idea. Yep. He's so different in this he movie. He is. He's very different in this. He's, uh, he's I unfairly, God's perfect nerd in this movie. I unfairly thought watching this movie that he was playing Jordan Peele. I absolutely thought that, especially <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah, but just, he's he's just just a, just a big meaty Jordan Peele. Yeah, but he's just this wonderful like nerdy dad. He is. He's so good in this. I wanted to protect him. <laughs> yeah. uh, and of course, and the movie does a really smart thing by like hobbling him almost immediately because <laughs> otherwise you would be like, this man could beat up anybody. Uh, no, I had I never at any time thought that guy could beat anybody <laughs> up. That was the whole point so of that big. one. But that was, that was the whole point of that, that one I, I scene where he just like came out with the bat, and you could, you oh, could tell yeah. he had no idea, no how idea to what use to it. do. <laughs> and oh, yeah, he was trying true. to be intimidating. That's true. He like he like kept getting more street as he was like telling them to to leave. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, that's true. <laughs> yep. Oh, but he was wonderful, and I wanted to protect yeah. him. That's another thing I loved about this movie, because uh, I'm not as much a horror guy as I am a comedy guy. This this movie was so funny. And it is. It was de- really funny. It, it's weird. It's like I think it's funnier than Get Out, and it also seems less like a comedy than Get Out right. does. Oh yeah, because that's the thing. It has the the type of comedy this movie does that it always breaks the tension. Yeah, like that's the that's what makes it funny. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of comedy. Um, and like I mean you know a little bit less so earlier on, but yeah, but but there are a lot of big laughs later on. But it's almost always because something fucking terrifying yeah. is happening. And then something silly happens, or mm-hmm. you know, or or funny. Yeah, and, and I I still can't get over that uh, this movie co-stars Tim Heidecker yeah. in uh, not a big part, but like way bigger than you big would enough. expect. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's a fourth build in this movie, <laughs> and he's so good. He is really great. I want to say that right before we went into the movie, I was on Twitter, and I think it was Karen Hahn uh, said that he was g- giving a god tier performance, <laughs> and. And like, yeah, yeah, he kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, like, like his his uh, his doppelganger is is the best. <laughs> <It's> the best, <laughs> yeah. And Elizabeth Moss, yeah. is is also she mm-hmm. is. I would argue much better as her doppelganger, but but she sure. you know is serviceable enough as. I mean, as I don't herself. have anything really compared to. I thought um, she was really good, but it's it's just, it's a funny part. It's just a sit. It's it's uh. I mean, that whole family is uh, garbage. Is, yeah, they're garbage, but it's like they're they're such a caricature. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in a wonderful, in a delightful way. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love this movie. It was good. I had a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, any final thoughts about us? I well okay, uh, one of the things I, I I did like this movie a lot. Um, I found it confusing because well, just I just I'm one of those people. Okay, so Cam Collins said not to think too hard about this movie, not to overthink it was I think how we put it. Okay. Um, and people were like too late. Um, but I can't help. I, everything about this movie makes me want to overthink it. I mean, it's it's ripe for uh, it's it's a it's ripe for plot analysis specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I you know I think it has a lot of deeper themes going for it, but like it's like you know it's like Lost, where people would just were like 
why why is there a hatch what's in under the hatch why is this thing why are these people there i Uh, i have a couple questions in particular one what's with the hands across america shirt all of those people have to wear the same things that the other people wearing in every other scene where did that shirt come from she wasn't wearing that shirt was she was she wearing that shirt the whole time she's probably wearing it underneath the thriller shirt yeah but like I feel like she wasn't because I feel like I would have noticed it before they before she won the thriller shirt. Well, uh, or do you not see her from I the don't front? Think, well, I think you do see her from the front, but not really. Like yeah, the first shot of them at the fair is like, you know, you're looking at him winning the stuff, and mm. so she's sort of facing forward. Okay. So okay. Well, you, but you, uh, there's that first shot of the TV with the the news piece about Hands Across America right. on it uh, while she's watching. I loved that shot. That like I was just drawn in by that opening shot and so like it I mean that shot is it. your aesthetic to be fair. <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't overdo it. Like I can't I can't stand like stranger things where it's just nostalgia nostalgia nostalgia. Remember all this stuff. He just has the shot and it looks cool and you know. even do that to the a stranger things from where we watched it doesn't call out any specific parts of the 80s it's just it's it by its entire nature it is it's its entire story and plot and characters are just shadows of uh everything from the 80s agree to disagree okay uh cool this movie rules okay cool yeah. <laughs> go see it yes go see this movie why would you be listening to this if you haven't seen this movie <laughs> oh i hope you did do that okay bye um, bye <laughs>